Welcome to Twice We Light, a podcast where two adults, Hallie and Sydney, read and react to Twilight for the very first time. Today we are talking about the chapters 7 through 9 of Twilight, so sit back and enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Hallie. And I'm Sydney, and today we're going to be reading through chapters 7 through 9 of Twilight. By Stephanie Meyer. (laughs) World-renowned author and and Latter-day Saint. Saint. (laughs) Okay, so chapter 7 is called Nightmare. Nightmare. This chapter was nothing. Absolutely nothing. Oh, the first thing I wrote down is I wrote a note very first line of chapter seven god just right out of the gate because the sentence is sorry second sentence there was a basketball game on that he was excited about though of course i had no idea what was so special about it so he wasn't aware of anything unusual in my face or tone (laughs) i literally had the same type of reaction where she's just like i don't know sports i'm not a sports girl I know, like, girls are supposed to, like, try to like sports because they think it's what guys like, but I, like, really don't care about what guys like. So it's, like, I just, like, oh, my God, I don't like sports. Like, don't ugh. Like Did you score a touchdown in the baseball game? So I wrote, was thinking about, so she gets home and she goes in her room and she's listening to some sort of metal band that her stepdad gave her. Yeah. And she's, like... I don't even like this, but I put it on. And once I started listening to it, I started listening to it more, and now I like it. Which is, like, really weird and also kind of metaphorical way to insinuate that she's going to be in an abusive relationship. True. She's going to force herself. Maybe a couple. Yeah. Um, I'd have to thank Phil again. I honestly... The second she stopped talking about her stepdad the first time, his name flew out of my mind. And the second after I read the sentence, flew right back out. You're like, who's who's this man? I don't, I don't care who Phil is. Phil who? Phil of the future? Yeah. No. But yeah, so she ends up, she lays in bed. She's listening to her metal band of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, and she starts to have a dream that... And that dream's, like, wacky. She's, like, in the forest with Jacob, mm-hmm. and he tells her to run, and then she hears Mike's voice Yeah, calling. why is Mike there? Yeah, why is Mike there? Mike, Mike doesn't is a nothing matter. character. No, he's nothing. <laughs> She's so made she... it so clear that he's nothing, too. Why is he yeah. in this dream? <laughs> Literally, the next few chapters, she's like, man, I hate Mike. Why was he in your dream, then? <laughs> yeah, why? It makes no sense. And then... He's, like, telling her to run, Mm -hmm. and then she sees Edward, who's beckoning towards her, for her to come, and so she, like, goes towards him, and she, like, says that she feels safer with him, and she was, like, more wanting to run from Mike and Jacob, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, huh? Even though she says that he smiled and his teeth were sharp, comma, pointed. Yeah. Also, incredibly apt premonition, Bella. Yeah. <laughs> she just dreamt literally all the facts. Yeah. She, she just really dreamt did. the facts. Facts. Am but I saying also, that way? I think you're saying it facts. like a normal person. You're just facts. really emphasizing the S at the end. Facts. You feel self-conscious now. <laughs> all right, it's not a word anymore. Mm-mm. The truth. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I thought that this scene, like the her whole dream, 
was very like reminiscent of like the opening of the book where there's like a hunter and she's like running away from the mm-hmm. hunter and he's the hunter but in like in her dream now she's running towards the so hunter. even though well we don't actually know if he's the hunter in the in the dream in the we don't beginning. know but it's like reminiscent so, so we think we start to think that he might yeah. be so the 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 preface which she is running from the hunter or whatever or whomever i suppose mm-hmm. that takes place in the future before mm-hmm. the beginning of the book and where we've gotten to now so is this gonna be a premonition of that because she got yeah. all the right things in her head right is that what this is gonna be but is it gonna be jacob because she literally just dreamt that he was a, a werewolf yeah and she she dreamt that she was running away from jacob like yeah. jacob was telling her to run but she was running towards edward and she said she felt more comfortable for edward even though edward's like burying his fangs and like yeah going in for the kill pretty much because his teeth are sharp comma pointed yeah sharp comma pointed they weren't sharp and pointed they were sharp pointed comma yeah, and then after her dream, everything was just really nothing. Yeah. It felt really fan fiction-y, where she's like, couldn't take my mind off it, so I went and took a shower, and then I checked outside for Dad. He's gone fishing again! And then she just, like, does her homework, and, like, does whatever. Takes a shower at one point, I guess. Because she's trying to put off Googling the word vampire. <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, she already had to put it off because her modem took forever to dial into the dial-up internet. I hated using the internet here. My modem was sadly outdated. My free service substandard, semicolon. Just dialing up took so long that I decided to go get my bowl of cereal while- get myself a bowl of cereal while I waited. Oh my goodness. Bella breakfast. Cereal. Right? This feels like the chapter that someone felt like they had to write. So yeah, she goes, she, Bella then goes on to her computer after she gets her cereal and she waits for the dial-up to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, R.I.P. dial-up. Um, and she looks up vampire lore on her computer and she finds a website with everything about vampire history. Vampires A to Z. <laughs> I wrote down, wow, very promising. Yeah, literally. I, I thought it was very interesting that she, like, found that most vampire lore mm-hmm. is about, like, beautiful women being demons and children being victims. Because, like, isn't that how every story is? Where it's, like, women are terrible and also we want to kill women. In the olden times, babies died all the time just because there was no good medical anything. And so it was just easier for people to just be like, yeah. oh, let's blame the women. <laughs> So she, like, she looks it through this website, and she's looking through, like, all of the vampire lore, vampire history, all this type of stuff, and she finds, like, it was the Stragoni Benefici or yeah, something. Yeah, Stragonana. Stragonana Beneficiaries, um, which is... Stragonana's <laughs> Beneficiary. Yeah, Stroganoff Beneficiary. Um, Stroganoff, comma, beef. <laughs> <laughs> Those vampires. This, the beef the, the vampires. Beef Stroganoff. They, um, they're an Italian vampire that are said to be on the side of goodness and a mortal enemy of all evil vampires. So this is obviously what the colons are. The colons. The, the col- col- colons? colons? I'm sorry, it's just, the, it's just the Zoom audio. I'm never gonna not hear colon. Obviously this is, uh, the colons. Mm-hmm. That's what you said. But yeah, does that like mean an immortal enemy of all evil vampires? Does that mean we're gonna meet evil vampires? Okay, I had things to say about that in the in following chapters. Okay, we can wait then. So we'll have to, like, pause and wait because, like, yeah, I think that we're going to find evil vampires. Because up until this point, I've been thinking 
what is going to be the plot line of the other books? Because there's more right? books, and I'm like, I just feel like once we get on the same page, Edward's a vampire, it just feels like there's not a, a lot more to talk about. Right? I decided that most of the blame belonged on the doorstep of the town of Forks. Relax. Um, <laughs> she's like, oh man, I'm in a situation that I put myself in that I don't like, and oh, my crush is a vampire. Damn you, Forks, Washington. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Forks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so then after she, like, reads all this vampire history, vampire lore, she's like, I need to get out of town. And she's like, I don't want to drive. I don't want to walk. So she literally just, like, goes into the forest. Yeah. Which is a bad idea. Yeah, she just wanders into the forest. Yeah, that's, that's never a good idea. Mm-hmm. Never. And she's like, oh, I feel better, like, now that I'm in the forest, because I'm able to, like, believe whatever, and so quiet, whatever. And she walks herself into a physical version of her dream that she had last night. She's like, oh. Yeah. Mm. And she's not freaked out. This dummy. Mm. First, I had to decide if it was possible that what Jacob had said about the Cullens could be true. Yeah. So she's, like, this entire time, she's walking through the woods, she's, like, in this mental state where she is freaking out about like is he a vampire could he be a vampire is this true and she just like ends up being like well i don't really need to know (laughs) it's the same thing that she just did where she was like i think he could be a vampire and she's like this is stupid and then she walks out into the forest and she's like is he a vampire could be could he be a vampire and then she's like this is stupid (laughs) i don't really need to know well, this chapter is just so boring. Like, yeah. the whole beginning part, it's just like, oh, I'm gonna do my homework. Oh, now I'm gonna take a shower. Oh, I might have cereal. Oh, now I'm gonna look up vampires. And she's like, oh my goodness, vampires. And she settles on nothing. Yeah. She's like, I, I feel like I really don't have to care about it. She's like, I know something. Something's not adding up. Something's kooky around here. Oh, I like... Okay, so next she's, like, interacting with Charlie, Mm -hmm. and, um... Oh, she she reveals that he's actually hot. Yeah. Yeah. This is where we learn that he's hot. This is where everyone started feeling attracted towards her dad. He has a killer Um, smile. Yeah, and she's, like... She, like, finally describes, like, what he looks like, Mm -hmm. which I feel like... Is her, but balding? Yeah. Curly hair, balding. Um, and he got married, like, young. Mm Mm-hmm. I ate breakfast cheerily. Really weird for the day you've had to eat breakfast yeah. cheerily. Well, she just slept for a bit, so I guess that's, that's true. something. Oh, yeah, and then she, like, goes, she she sits at school, and then Mike comes around. Sweet Mike. She does. I never noticed before, your hair has red in it. And he catches, catching up between his, a strand of hair between his fingers. That's, what it's is, just too much. Is it connected to her head still? Or has this, is this a shed hair? Nope, yep. I became just a little uncomfortable as he tucked the lock behind. Yeah. That's why I've been noticing a lot of men in this book are just touching her face or her hair. And with Edward, she's like... Because they think it's something. Please touch me. Please touch me. Yeah, she's like, please touch, touch my face in a weird way. But with with Mike, he's like... She's like, I felt uncomfortable because he took my hair and put it behind my ear. Please don't, Don't do Mike. that. But with Edward, it's, it's spring awakening. Oh, and then they just talk about... They talk about their paper... <laughs> And then she's like, is Shakespeare's treatment of the female characters misogynistic? He stared at me like I'd just spoken in pig Latin. I like that it's like, she's like, I read books. I know the word misogynistic. Oh my goodness, I'm a feminist. I know the word misogynistic. (laughs) 
not like these small town hicks, <laughs> like Mike, who are all misogynists. Um, I wonder if that's like a like a. You know, she's trying to tell us that these men are kind of misogynist pigs because they all think that they own Bella somehow. Mm-hmm. Right after that, Mike is like, "Hey, Bella, you want to go out?" And she's like, "Whoa." She's like, oh my god. I've told you no so many times. Stop. Stop. Asking. Stop. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Please talk to Jessica instead. Please go to dinner with Jessica. She's really trying to, like, pawn off the men she doesn't want on everyone else. Lauren is incredibly ungrateful for this. Yeah. And then I noticed that... So they... They're like, oh, let's go to Port Angeles. They decide that they want to go, like, try on dresses. They invite Bella, even though she's not going to the dance Mm -hmm. and refuses to go to the dance. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they're really trying to paint a picture that, like, the men and the women in this town are very stick straight of, like, who they, you know, like, gender roles. Mm -hmm. Because it's literally, like, all these... She's like, we're we're walking to class, and all they talked about was the dance. They just talked about the dance. And I'm like, you're not special, Bella. She's comparing... Well, not she's not comparing, but she's insinuating that everyone here is different than the people, than the sophisticated people she knew in Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. Really? Really? You think they're not walking, talking yeah. about the dance? You don't think that's constantly? every high school in America? Right? Especially so in Phoenix, Arizona. We're gonna get hate from the Phoenix fans. Yeah, they're gonna be like... Guess we're not listening to this podcast anymore. Little do they know, we live in Arizona. Little do we know, it's Phoenix, Arizona is right outside my window. Right outside. Oh, then she emails with her mom. Oh, yeah. For the first time ever. Yeah, yeah, finally. She's like, sorry, I haven't been messaging you because I'm the worst Mm -hmm. child. And then she's like, I decided to kill an hour with non-school related reading. Because she's so quirky and different. Yeah, she's quirky and different meets Jane Austen. Oh, and then she falls asleep outside. Mm-hmm. What? Actually, Who does that? I do, th- I do that all the time. You do? Yeah. Do you have a, a fenced-in backyard? Yes. I feel like Bella does not. No, she's fully just, like, on the cusp of the forest. Yeah, asleep. With all these vampires and werewolves around. Yeah, with her stalker Edward coming around all the time. Yeah, what, just her scent blowing in the wind? Right. How are the vampires? She's snoring? Is she drooling? Yeah. He's going to come collect her drool. Yeah. Ew. Wait, did she fall asleep? She does. She falls asleep until Charlie comes home. And then she's like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry I didn't make dinner. I'm like, you don't have to, You're a child. Yeah, you're a child. You're a child. You're under 18. You're a child. You do not need to make dinner for your man. Yeah. He He could bring home dinner. Yeah. I'm sure there's some hot eats at in Forks. Yeah. Even though, of course, the best Mexican food's probably in Southern California. Southern California. <laughs> Not Come Portland, on, Bella. Seattle. Come on. Vancouver. It's just rude. She's so rude. She's so rude. Even I Northern just, California. I can't handle Bella. I cannot do it. Because she's just so quirky and different. Drop in the comments. I don't even- Are there comments on podcasts? No. Okay. Send me an email, personally. Um- Diehard Twilight fans, fans who have been reading this since the beginning, back when Twilight had no faults. Is Bella annoying? Because I think she is, but that doesn't mean I dislike the book. Yeah. Asking for a friend. Yeah. Is she annoying? Yes. Is she annoying? 
Am I rooting for her and Edward to make out? Yes. Yes. Because I'm yes. imagining that it's myself. And that's why this is great fan fiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Change Bella's name to YN and <laughs> and you've got a hit. So then she like, her dad comes home, she makes food, she they watch TV, and then um, she tells her dad that she's going to go dress shopping with Jessica and Angela. And he's like, he's finally like... <laughs> But you're not going to do it. Right? And she's like, man, boys just don't understand what women know. If I said this to my he mom. He literally says, he seemed to realize he was out of his depth with with the girly stuff. Right? What? Yeah. I feel like he could understand that shopping is like a thing that people do. Yeah. She didn't have to be like, no, dad. I'm helping them find dresses. You know, giving them constructive criticism. She could have just been like, oh, yeah, I know. But like, I'm going to go help them find dresses. We're just going to hang out. Yeah. That's simple enough. A man would understand that. Right? It could be, if she, they could be going to buy a fishing rod. She'd be like, yeah, I don't fish, but I'm, I'm just going to hang out. Just going to hang out. Whatever. Because well, then Charlie would be like, oh, you fish? Yeah, and he'd be like, we're going every day. <laughs> oh, no. Daddy-daughter date? <laughs> yes. He's like, finally something to connect with. Finally. It's finally something that stupid kid will do with me. Right. And she says um, that she's going to leave things for cold cut sandwiches in the fridge. Yeah. Aren't the things, aren't the ingredients for cold cut sandwiches already in the fridge? Yeah. She's like putting them What's at the she gonna front do? of the fridge so that he What's knows she gonna where What's she going to do, is. like, slice cucumbers and pull out individual pieces of sandwich meat for him? Yeah, it's going to be, like, in a container and everything's going to be individually placed so yeah. that he knows how to make the sandwich. It's going to be, like, an ingredient list. There's going to be little cups with all the with the condiments that he's going to put yeah. on there. Yeah, and there's going to be instructions on how to make it properly. There will be her computer will be on the counter and he'll press play and it'll be a video of her showing him how to make the sandwich yeah but yeah so she ends up they end up not going to port angeles that night because because jessica and mike go on a hot hot date hot hot date Mm. finally she got him off her tail finally kind of um Mm -hmm. and then she bella's always sad because edward's never at school apparently when it's sunny for some reason for some reason what's going on with that kid even though that weird pale vampires okay now on to chapter eight we listened to whiny rock songs while jessica jabbered on about the boys that literally like she's like man i've been needing a uh estrogen rush for so long and then she's like man it sucks in here man women suck man women listen to rock music and talk about men man what? i hate other girls what <laughs> this is not related or important but there's the line uh angela was passably happy to be going to the dance but was not really interested in eric just tried to get her to confess who her type was but i interrupted with a question about dresses after a bit to spare her angela th- gr- threw a grateful glance my way when i first read that i misread this as jessica asking what her type is and her glancing at bella to insinuate that bella was her type that's how which i would be it. which would be awesome representation yeah but also oh my god why is everyone in love with bella <laughs> right but the girls go to port angeles blah 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 and but this time lauren doesn't come which is a nice thing thank god yeah, thank god lauren doesn't come because yeah. lauren hates bella and bella's like oh my god lauren's so sucks. excited for lauren not to be here Oh, yeah, and they're, like, uh, asking her about things. Oh! Wait, what? Well, they, they reveal why Lauren doesn't like her. Oh, yeah! So, like, later, um, so Belle is talking about how, like, she's never been to a dance before. She's never really had, like, a boyfriend in Phoenix. She wasn't really into boys there. And then she's like, no one's asked me. And they're like, well, Tyler asked you. And apparently we learn that um, Tyler 
told everyone he's taking Bella to the prom. Even though literally, so like, what was it? It was Eric who asked second. And Eric was like, oh, we could all, there's always the next dance. And she went, sure. But with Tyler, it was literally like, oh, there's always prom. And she just didn't say anything. Yeah. So like, how does he get that into his little noggin? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. If I said, if I said to you, well, there's always prom. And you just looked at me dead, dead in the face. I would not assume that we were going to prom no, together. No, that's not a promposal. I would be like, oh God, we're never talk. I can never look her in the yeah, eyes. Yeah, I would switch schools. Also, to be fair, I am. I don't have any experience with this because I was a little class of 2020. I didn't get to go to prom. Aww. They reveal that Lauren doesn't like her because Lauren actually does like Tyler, where Angela does not like Aaron. It's funny. Because Laura's, Lauren's like, oh, I really like Tyler. While she, Tyler's her date to the dance, and Tyler's like, yeah, I'm taking a Bella to prom. Right? What, what a guy. Ass. What a guy. Wow. What a, wow. <sighs> the men in this book are just, yeah. Uh. And Bella's like, oh, man. I'm going to run yeah, him over. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to run him over with my truck just because, like, all of it's just because he almost hit me with my the car. And I'm like, girly, you know it's not. You know. You're... You're a hot dish in this Apparently. town. Apparently. And and everyone just wants a bite. You're quirky, you're different, you're unusual. Okay. You're not a you're not a raspberry lime seltzer. You're a lemon seltzer, girl. You're, a lemon seltzer. you're getting pulled out of the box first. Mm. These other dusty grapefruit seltzers. Mm. They're never leaving the no, fridge. Not. Oh, she almost she tries to ask Angela about the Cullens. Which, why would Angela know anything yeah. about the Cullens? Is Angela, like, an expert this, somehow? Like, I feel like... I feel like Angela's the least likely to know. I feel like Angela was the one who kind of, like, had a had the hots for Edward a little bit. Mm-mm, that was Jessica. That was Jessica? When she asked about Edward the first time, she was like, yeah, he's never had a girlfriend. And she says something like, I could tell that she had been rejected before by him or something. Yeah, okay. Am I wrong? Maybe it was Jessica. I think it was, because that doesn't seem... Because I don't think she was talking to Angela much then. Yeah. Like, she mostly just talked to Jessica. Which, I guess that could be why she didn't ask Jessica, and she did ask Angela, because Jessica would read into it a lot. Yeah. I guess so. That makes sense. She she very sheepishly asks Angela if it's normal for the Cullens to be out of school a lot. Yeah, because Jessica, she, like, leaves them to go look at things, and so she's like, this is my chance. Oh, and Angela's reply... (laughs) Is, yes, when the weather is good, they go backpacking all the time, even the doctor. Which, isn't he a doctor in the emergency room? I don't think you can just, like... I don't know. Pop out. Well, because when she went to the emergency room, he was the doctor. But, like, I don't know if he's, like, specifically just an ER doctor. Because uh, they said he wasn't. Really you can't... Doctors... Drop in the comments below, if you're a doctor, um, are you allowed to just, like, pop out of work anytime you want? Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Send us all an the email. doctors listen to this podcast. Yeah, all the doctors who listen to this Twilight reading podcast. Um, send me an email. Send, send me us an email. a personal email. Then they're like, we decide to go have dinner at a little Italian restaurant, whatever, the boardwalk after dress shopping. Um, which can I mention? Okay, this is before. This is on the previous page on 154, where it's like Jessica was torn between one long strapless basic black number and the other knee-length electric blue with spaghetti straps. That yeah. sounds terrible. Yeah, both of those don't sound good. Yeah. Well, no, I would actually, I take it back. The long strapless back basic black number sounds lovely. It sounds like, depending on what it was, like it, it yeah. sounds great. But the blue one, electric blue, and she chooses that? 
Angela chose a pale pink dress that draped around her tall frame nicely and brought out Huntington's brown hair. That sounds lovely so, for Angela. Maybe, she seems a bit meek. Yeah. Maybe Bella just really hates uh, Jessica. That would be so out of the blue. I know she's, like, yeah. kind of, like, she's, like, annoying or whatever, but that'd be crazy if she's like, I hate this person that instantly was kind to me and brought me into their friend group in this new town. I hate Hey everyone, we're back. Um, sorry, we had some technical difficulties. Yeah, my computer's garbage. Yeah, there was a little bit of a probably a weird, a weird jump there. As we were saying, yeah, she's talking to um, Angela about that stuff, whatever. Um, and then Jessica comes back and yeah, to show her rhinestone jewelry. She is she rich? She lives in Forks. Well, rhinestones are plastic, aren't they? Are they? I think so. I don't know. I don't have Wi-Fi, so I wouldn't know. I'm pretty sure rhinestones are like plastic gems. Crystals Maybe. are like real gems. A rhinestone paste or diamond or diamond is uh, the glass. They're made by glass or plastic. So rhinestones, okay, rhinestones are plastic. Yeah. That's fine. So it's like costume jewelry. Okay. But it's still um, probably not free. Yeah. But so then they, they plan to go to an Italian restaurant on the boardwalk and Bella's like, well, I want to look for a bookstore. So they tell her like, oh, there's a bookstore like down the street. And she was like, oh, no, I'll go by myself. It's fine. Which like in this time, that's not fine. That's never fine. No. You should not be going by yourself. No, this anywhere. is. When did this book come out? Because it wasn't like it wasn't like back in the good old days when we could just let our kids go play outside. You know, when parents say that no, this came out in 2005. Well, the, I think so the like, movie came out in 2005. But still, there were fully creeps out by 2005. Yeah. I was three, so... Um, yeah, I didn't they hear there, about but... the serial killers everywhere else? Yeah. What? This was a big time for serial killers. Even Honestly, I, I want to say in the Pacific Northwest. Right? Yeah. I just like that she was like doing this fan fiction-y trope where she's like, man, I love books. I could sit in a bookstore for hours. And then she I comes across... I want these girls to see what a nerd I am. Right? Even though I'm not like them. Um, and then the books where they tell her to check out is literally like a Hawthorne-esque like crystal shop and bookstore. And I'm like, anywhere else, like if you were someone from the Pacific Northwest, you'd be like, yeah, I'll go in there for like an hour and a half. So yeah, she goes, she goes on the street. She finds like the Hawthorne-esque like bookshop, whatever. She's yeah. like, I don't really like that one. So she just starts meandering through the streets. Of this town she's never been to. That she doesn't even have a map. To be able to find her way back. And it's like the evening time. Like this is the yeah. winter time. So it's dark. This is not summer. It's yeah. dark outside. It's five. She says end of work day traffic. So it's. And they're getting ready to go to dinner. So it's got to be at least 530. Right. Yeah. She starts walking down the street. And she realizes that she's lost. And a group of teenage boys comes across her. And calls after her. And she stops. And then she says Are they Hello? teenage boys? I thought they were teenage boys. I think they It says, says a group of boys. four men turned around the corner. Oh, it does. She I said, they oh, were she teenage. said, I realized they weren't too many older than, years older than I was. So these yeah. are like 20 something older than her young 20 something blue collar men. Yeah. And they were too grimy. Which is a scary to thing to see. <laughs> yeah. Four of them, especially with like, there. she mentioned that one of them is like big. Yeah. Laughing and raucously punching each other. Mm -hmm. Like men do. Yeah, but she literally, they say, like, hey there, and then she stops, and she's like, hello, and then she keeps walking. Mm -hmm. Like, no, you keep your head down. You do not look at people. Like, yeah. are people in Arizona just nice or something? Because I don't think they are. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I don't think like that you would stop not. on the street for someone in Arizona. 
No. No. God, no. No. So, yeah, she keeps walking. Yeah, and she ends up, like, on a dark street. And she's like, mm-hmm. it's pretty, like, as she's walking, she's like, I know it's starting to get dark here. And there's not a lot of people on the street. And I'm like, girl, do not turn on that street. What? Mm-hmm. Um, and she keeps walking and she notices that two of the men that were, um, fo- like, of the four men, they start, fo- they're following mm-hmm. her. And they're, like, 20 feet behind her. And she says, I know exactly where my pepper spray is at home. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Why didn't you bring, like, there's no phones. There's no way to communicate with anyone. Why aren't you bringing Mm -hmm. pepper spray? In her defense, I did have a similar situation like this. And I was like, where's my pepper spray? Mm. It's in the, it's in the center console of my car. Oh. I guess that makes sense. Because sometimes you gotta take it off. Yeah. But still, like, I feel like if you're making a trip like this. But still, yeah. Like, she planned this trip. Yeah. She doesn't go anywhere else in Forks, and then all of a sudden she's going to a random town she's never been to. With two people she doesn't know all that well. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Um, and then two more men, like, come down the street, like, towards her, and it's the other two men. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a dark street. Every turn that she thinks she's going to be a turn is not a turn. Mm-hmm. And she says that she thinks she's being herded. Yeah, this is where I wrote down, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, because that's terrifying. That's horrifying, <laughs> and not something I was expecting to stumble upon in this lovely vampire book written by right? a Latter-day Saint. Right? So I, like, my, I wrote down a theory for this, but I don't think that it's true once we, like, go forward. What's the theory? The theory, I was like, are these the bad boy vampires? <gasps> or are they just pervy men? Yeah. But I definitely, like... really, I, what's the difference? Yeah, yeah, right? I f- That'd be crazy feel. if they were, though. Oh, no. Like, I feel like... If there's the vampires that hunt bad vampires, then there should be bad vampires. So my brain, like, automatically was like, this must be bad vampires. Whatever. And honestly, this these are the first, like, truly evil people we've come across in this book. Yeah. Like, so confirmed to be, to be evil. Yeah. But sometimes people are just evil. That's true. You never know what you're gonna get. But yeah, so she gets herded. They're, like, being really pervy. They're talking to her or whatever. She's, like, freaking out. She's, like... How, what am I going to do? I'm going to poke them in the eyes, punch them in the throat, hit their nose up. Kick them in the balls. Yeah. She, oh yeah, she says, stay away from me. And then they say, don't be like that, sugar. And I'm like, that's, I would be crying at that point. Don't be like that, sugar. Say anything else. She's like thinking of all the ways that she's going to do things. And then she sees Mm -hmm. headlights suddenly flew around the corner and it's a silver Volvo. So Which she did car. mention she saw parked earlier. Yeah, so, like, earlier she's walking down the street and she's like, "That oh, yeah, that's why she started meandering, because she was looking for Edward. Yeah. Even though Which that's is, a stupid thing to do in a different town. <laughs> well, you you would think. Yeah. In theory. <laughs> I dove into the road. Yeah, she dives into the road. and But the whole thing is, like, she dives into the road and she she doesn't realize that it's him. Like, she she doesn't say that it's him until she, like, finally hears his voice or something or like gets close to the car but she like just trusts this random stranger at first and then gets into the car well it says it says get in a furious voice commanded and then she says it was amazing how instantaneously the choking fear vanished amazed how suddenly the feeling of security washed over me even before i was off the street as soon as i heard his voice true i guess so even if she doesn't know no it's him her like animal instinct that craves edward knows it's him you yeah (laughs) he like zooms away and yeah 
my first thought when all of his driving stuff is happening, like, when you're a vampire, do you get good, mm-hmm. like, powers that make you drive good? Like, is that a vampire thing? Yeah. Is that lore? He does mention that he never gets a ticket later on, and it's like, how? Yeah, how? You're going over 100 miles per hour. If you're driving a fairly conspicuous car over 100 miles an hour in a pretty small small town where your dad is a doctor and people know him? Yeah, how? How? Um, How has no one noticed? Maybe because he's white. Whoa. How? But even though I feel like like some, like, well-meaning Forks business owner would be like, you know, emailing Charlie or sending him a fax, whatever they did in the early 2000s, or, you know, just telling him in person. You know, you could you talk to that Colin kid? I see him driving just way too fast. He's gonna get himself killed. Little do they know. Little do they know he's but, dead. Yeah. Little do they know. Yeah. So he's driving, and he, they make it seem like he just glides into a parking spot. That Bella's like, I would never have gotten mm-hmm. into that, and I was very attracted to Edward in that moment because he like slides. Sorry, what page are you on? I totally skipped all of his crazy stuff. Oh, the weird. Uh, dialogue that we need to talk about this instant. Yeah, let's talk about the weird dialogue. So the dialogue in the car just after he sweeps her off the street. Distract me, please. He ordered. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? He's all like freaked out. Just prattle about something unimportant until I call down. Right? Which, this is a stressful situation, but, and I understand you're angry, sir, but have a little bit of compassion. Right? And he's like... I understand you're frustrated with her and her putting herself in these situations, but regardless, let's not victim blame. Yeah. And maybe console her a little bit. Maybe a little. (laughs) Well, yeah, because... Hey, that was really scary. I'm so sorry that happened. Are you okay? (laughs) He is all angry, and it seems like he's angry at her, but it, like, turns out that he's not angry at her at all, but he really just needs her so he doesn't go back and kill the men that attacked her. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the, it's not, it's not funny the way he says this, but it is a little like incredibly fan fiction-y where he's like, it was really hard for me to leave them alive. Right. He was like, after what Mm -hmm. I was hearing in their heads, I'm like, you're just giving away that you're a vampire at this point. Oh my God. I write that down. Coming up in a couple pages. So they have this weird conversation where she tells him just, she just kind of babbles about that. She's going to run over Tyler, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then he starts to respond, calm down a little bit. Oh, and then he's like, sometimes I have a problem with my temper, Bella. We know. You always ate her the first That's day of apparent. classes. Ed. Yeah. Ward. Yeah. She was so stinky you almost took a bite. Yeah. Ward. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then, okay, so they have all this like weird conversation where she's like trying to calm him down. And then he's saying that he would hunt those people down because of like what they would have done to her. And then mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I need to meet with Jessica and Angela. He ends up, like, after they have, like, this whole weird conversation, he, like, drives exactly where they are, and then he, this is where he yeah. smoothly parks in a parking spot, and I'm like, mm, and he, he, like, gets out of the car and goes, I'm taking you to he dinner. He slid in effortlessly in one try? Yeah! Incredibly sexual way of putting that. Right? And he's like, I'm taking you to dinner. And I'm like, I don't think you are. I think that it's Jessica and Angela that we're going to take her to dinner, but. Literally, he is right. He did take her to dinner. Yeah. He transported her there. But don't smile slightly like this is a date. Yeah, it's not. Yet. She's just been traumatized. Her friends are there. Yeah. You're you're not off the hook for stalking, sir. Your heroics don't take you off the hook. And then he's automatically like, is it okay if I join you? And the girls are like, conveniently, they're like, we already ate. Oops. Which shitty friends. Yeah. 
You're not gonna look. Well, did they look for her? It didn't seem like it. They they were just waiting for her. Yeah, they, yeah, they just said we were ate while we were waiting. Did they even go check the bookstore to see if she was still there? Right? Like, that's the thing that you should do, is, like, you should double-check your friends yeah. there, and then you should freak out. If you have plans at a certain time, and your friend is noticeably late from those plans in a town that she's unfamiliar with, and you know where she is, or in theory you know where she is, go check. Go find her, please. Especially in time before cell phones. Right. And then, so, Edward's basically just like, can I just drive Bedward? Bedward. Uh, can I just drive Bella home? <laughs> uh, that's not this book yet, honey. He's like, oh, can I just drive Bella home and like, I'll take her out and like whatever. And they were like, just fine with it. I'm like, this is the strange boy. But doesn't Edward have like some magical like charm speak powers I guess in his voice? So. I've been confused about that. That was a little Percy Jackson reference for those of, the, oh. those of you who caught that. It's very niche. Honestly, I'm not hungry. I insisted. Right. And he's like, no, you'll have to eat. In front of you, Bella. You must eat. Yeah, but then they, so they go into the restaurant because they finally, like, Jess and Angela leave. And um, they go into the restaurant and they're the, the host is female and she's, like, noticeably flirting with Edward. And then he's like, mm-hmm. can we get a more private table? And then she's just like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Like, what? And then. And he smoothly handed her a tip. Yeah. Which, honestly, if anyone did that on a date with me, I'd be like, wow. Right? <laughs> That's hot. And then Bella was like, well, how did you do that? And then she she mentions that, like, she's sure that that host, like, went in the back and, like, told a waitress, like, about him. And then that waitress comes out and mm-hmm. she's just, like, staring at Edward and ignoring Bella and, like, all in a trance with him. And she says, you really shouldn't do that. It's hardly, fl- it's hardly fair, blah, blah, blah. And he's obviously doing something to, like visibly shake people right yeah and he seems like unaware of it unless he's just really playing it up right he's like do i dazzle i you? dazzle people <laughs> she's like frequently but yeah and then he orders her coke and they just like hang out she's like i she's like i'm feeling fine like should i feel bad i feel fine which it is mm-hmm. that is a weird thing to feel after you're almost assaulted but whatever yeah and mm-hmm. he says well i'm actually waiting for you to go into shock which honestly yeah is very apt of him. Yeah, makes sense. I would be in shock in this situ- scenario. But, you know, I'm yeah. not quirky and different like Bella. Right. I'm just so normal and typical. You're so normal and typical. You're not... You don't... You're not like Bella. She's not like other girls, so... No. Then the waitress, like, comes back, and she is still, like, flirting with Edward the entire time, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gives him the cokes. And I wrote a note. Literally, in this page, he says... It, it says, drink, he ordered. And literally from that moment, I was like, I can see how this can turn into Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Like, from this moment on, the rest of yeah. the chapters, I'm like, this is Fifty Shades of Grey. I un- like, I understand how it... I understand the pipeline. I get it. I Quite I literally, get the it. pipeline. Oh. Oh. The line <laughs> two pipe. <laughs> Ooh. Don't you have a jacket? His voice was disapproving. Disapproving because she needs to take better care of herself because she's worth it. Then we have this um, outfit description where Edward is wearing a light beige leather jacket underneath he wore an ivory turtleneck. And I did not imagine Jacob to wear an ivory turtleneck for one. You didn't imagine you didn't imagine Jacob to wear an ivory turtleneck? Oh, not Jacob. Dang it. Edward. (laughs) I didn't imagine Edward. To be fair, I wouldn't 
imagine Jacob to wear an ivory turtleneck either. Yeah, I bet he does. I don't think he does. He, he seems could. more rugged. Don't say those things about a 15-year-old. He's a res kid, remember? Rugged? <laughs> rugged is how you describe the woods. And a sexy man. A sexy cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. No, I just mean... You started the cousin thing! Don't talk about it. We're done with that. I need you to stop bringing it up, but also bring it up more because it is inappropriate. I never imagined Edward to wear an ivory turtleneck. No, I definitely didn't either. He, it reminds me, I know you haven't seen Megamind, and I know you have to, but so he's wearing a turtleneck, and there's a guy from Megamind who's like, Megamind turns into this guy, like he freezes the guy and then turns into him, and he, this guy's always wearing... An, like a turtleneck it's not ivory but it's like this exact outfit in different colors so i'm just imagining that guy now see i'm imagining the only thing i can imagine for megamind which is in fact megamind so now megamind. now he's edward to me <laughs> you still think he's hot of course i'm not an animal <laughs> i'm a woman of course i think he's so hot then she's finally like I've never really looked at his clothing mm-hmm. before, and she gets all like hot and bothered with his clothing. Hot and bothered with his and ivory turtleneck. Like, how muscular his che- chest is underneath the ivory turtleneck. And then he's like, the color blue looks lovely with your skin. And I'm like, they're just flirting like crazy in this chapter. Yeah. After she's almost assaulted. But yeah, so he keeps on telling her to eat, and she's like, I'm not in shock. And he's like, you should be. Yeah. Which is understandable. A normal person would be. That's the thing, Edward. She's actually quirky and different. She's different. And then, so, she mentions that she has more theories. And this is where it starts getting real. Because she has theories about him being a vampire. And she's finally going to tell him that she has these feelings about that. So she wants answers from him. And I feel like he gives them way too willingly. I was going to say that. Yeah, and it's not even like, it's not even like she's like, you're a vampire. It's just like, how can you read minds? And he's like, well, this is how I could read minds. And I'm like, Okay, he realizes she's observant. I get that. But he's really just like, I'm not going to say I'm a vampire, but I will answer every question incredibly honestly. The whole thing where she's, he's like, what's your theory? What's your theory? And she won't exactly say it. That's the most I've understood her this entire time. Because I've, I understand that, like having this crazy idea and you're like, oh my god, it's so true in your head. But then when you have to say it out loud, that's so embarrassing. Even if it is like true. Stupid. Because there's going to yeah. be that split second where she says, I think you're a vampire. And there's going to be at least half a second of quiet. <laughs> but yeah, so she has she starts asking these questions, being like, how do you know I was in Port Angeles? And he's like, well, I read Angela's mind. I'm like, okay, so now she definitely knows yeah. you're a vampire. Well, he says, hypothetically. Yeah, hypothetically. And they, like, try to do, like, the cute thing, being like, oh, you're Jane, and I'm thinking about this person. I'm like, no, you you know. Yeah. You know full well. Um, and then... Even with the, even with the evidence you have, <laughs> accusing someone of being a vampire is a crazy thing to do. Crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so he says that he, like, read her attacker. He, so he followed Jessica and Angela's thoughts, and then he heard that she was going to go to the bookstore, and so he checked the bookstore, and he was like, oh, no, she's not here. Where'd she go? <laughs> And so he said, he's like, mm-hmm. I followed your scent, which is just weird. So now we know vampires can track people with their scent and their thoughts, apparently. Also, like, how subtly did he do that? Like, was he literally just walking around the street, like... <laughs> yeah, like a basset hound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's was not... was he just, like... I imagine. Quietly, like... But, yeah. 
yeah he's just like acting as if him reading minds isn't a weird thing this whole time as if mm-hmm. she's not gonna guess what he is okay i have a note for 176 okay this is actually just kind of general for this whole conversation they're having because mm-hmm. 76 is where he <laughs> starts being very upfront yeah. i started just reading random people searching randomly searching through the thoughts of people on the street i said okay so edward is just gonna like completely open up very abruptly yeah <laughs> like he's making no effort to hide this anymore which like hot but also but also very bold thing to do when you're a vampire <laughs> right like what oh this is this page 176 is also where he says it was very hard you can't imagine how hard for me to simply take you away and leave them alive yeah which is kind of hot kind of hot kind of hot like a little bit like male saviorism but kinda like hot a little hot <laughs> But yeah, so he, like, tells her all these things, and then they keep on, like, they keep on staying, like, not close together. Like, he's always, like, an inch away from her, but it's always, like, so close that it's, like, I feel a spark. Yeah. I'm like, okay. But they're, they're sitting on opposite sides of the table. Yeah. But this, okay, so now they're, like. incredibly far over the table. Yeah, which I imagined weird. So she's eating. Yeah. Is she just getting her hair and her boobs into her mushroom ravioli mushroom ravioli yeah also her mouth probably smells like mushroom ravioli and sugar which yeah i don't know if this is just me and i have a gross mouth but anytime i have sugar in my mouth it it tastes really gross after yeah are you agreeing with me or are you telling me that i'm gross uh both you're like yeah uh (laughs) you're gross and also me too but yeah so then after all his weirdness they end up like getting the check from the woman who's still flustered Mm -hmm. they start like walking to the door and she's like he's still not careful to touch her and she's Mm -hmm. like i remember what jessica had said about her relationship with mike how they were almost to the first kiss stage Mm -hmm. and she's like i sighed i'm like you don't want to kiss him right now you have mushroom ravioli mouth that's mushroom ravioli yeah that's that's probably great he hasn't eaten anything other than blood in like a million years (laughs) Yeah, his mouth is like salty, salty and delicious, I guess. Salty and bloody. (laughs) Oh, weird, kind of random question. Do vampires brush their teeth? Do they? They don't have like a reason to. Because it's not like what would their timetable be? Because I like brush my teeth when I wake up and then when I go to bed. But if vampires, huh? If any vampires listen to this podcast, please let us know. Send if you me an brush email at my edu email. Um, Send Hallie an email. So just drop yes. that to twiasweelightpod at gmail.com. And make sure your subject line says no subject. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to say no subject. I want you to type out no subject. Yeah. All caps. Type in that. Yeah. All caps. Make sure there's no subject. All caps so except on one lowercase. Yeah. Put it where you want. Mm-hmm. Okay, end of this chapter. Now he said significantly, it's your turn. Hot. Again, what what does he really need to know from her? Right? Well, we learned that he needs to know a lot from what, her later. What, that's kind of like, that's like cute, like first date 20 questions later on. Right. Though. This is like, he's like, now your turn. And it's like, uh, he says this like with some weight to it. And it's like, there's nothing interesting about Bella that you need to yeah, know. No, really nothing. Unless he's still really just digging through these answers trying to figure out why he can't read her mind but yeah i feel like he's kind of accepted that actually i think they're about to talk about that yeah but okay so okay, we're crossing the threshold into chapter yes, nine next chapter chapter nine theory so she is about to ask him a bunch of questions oh yeah this is where he's like i followed your scent which weird mm-hmm. weird edward that's weird which again 
Very open answer. Yeah, he keeps on just giving, like, as if she's not going to guess. Yeah. Like, because if you're a vampire listening to this, just heads up. Normal people can't follow the scent of other people. usually. Unless they're, like, really, really stinky or they're covered in something with a distinct smell that is dripping off of them as they're moving. Or they farted. Those are the two instances (laughs) in which humans can follow the scent of other humans just fyi um so then they they have a conversation about scent and stuff like that and they talk about how like with him hearing voices it's like he's in a hallway just listening to a bunch of people talking and he's able to like focus on one person if he thinks about focusing on them he she might she's like how what do you think like what's the reason you think that you can't read my thoughts and he's like it's like your thoughts are on am frequency and i'm only getting fm which like makes sense but it's also just because she's different and unusual and quirky. That's the reason. Yeah. And he's never encountered someone unusual and quirky in his life before. Yeah. I just really thought he was like, you know why I think I can't hear your thoughts? I think it's maybe because you're not like other girls. You're not like other girls. Other girls' thoughts are loud as hell. And you're not like And you're that. just not like them. So then he's like, he's like, okay, let's talk about your theory. Um... And he's like, aren't we past all the evasions now? And she's like, no, because you're speeding. And she points out that he's going 100 miles per hour. Yeah, she does say, holy crow, slow down. Um, He's driving super fast. And he's like, she's like, Charlie's a cop. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then he like slows down to 80. But like the whole yeah. thing, like I, I feel like they must be driving on like back roads. Because she's talking about trees. So like it would be kind of scary if you're going 100 miles per hour. Yeah. If you're going 100 miles per hour, someone could turn onto this road very easily and you don't see them. Yeah. Could very easily hit a biker. This is the Pacific Northwest. There may be a biker. Right. And then he has lunch. And that'd be a real hard way to stay inconspicuous if you vehicular manslaughter someone, Edward. Yeah. So then after she freaks out, then he's like, okay, you need to start telling me things. She basically is like oh i don't know how to start and then she basically just tells him straight up that jacob told her that edward is a vampire yeah way to throw jacob under the bus right and and when jacob told her that he was like i guess i just like violated the treaty so i think like i'm theorizing that this is gonna end up in like some sort of vampire werewolf war of some sort like maybe that's where this book goes yeah. Because he violated the treaty. Yeah, I don't know if it would get to that in this book, because that feels like maybe a new moon situation. Because, like, maybe. new moon implies werewolves, right? And Jacob's going to be older, so, like, of course. And yeah, and that's when I'm going to be right, my theory of exactly how Jacob's going to be reintroduced, like, a couple months slash a year from now. Yeah. I did a double take. <laughs> I know, yeah, she, I right. just feel like she's going to do a double take. Yeah, she's like, he's hot now? crazy could this strapping young man be the little brother i used to know he's also shirtless. the little cuz i used to know my shirtless cousin weird my little shirtless cousin with his long hair yeah i do know they don't do that in the movies just because feasibly that's not how actors age when yeah. they're adults so i'll be interested to see how they introduce jacob in the movie continue yeah she like basically is like oh you're a not werewolf you're a vampire i did research on the internet it makes sense you're a vampire and she's like then i decided doesn't matter and he's like it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. like that's weird that wouldn't 
why would it matter? Like, he's a vampire. And it all makes sense, like, why he would be like, get away from me if he's a vampire, and why it would be weird that she is so nonchalant about it, because, like, he's a vampire, and he wanted to eat you on your first day. And even he's like, why are you not more concerned about this? Right? <laughs> and she's like, I'm just curious. He's like, you don't care if I'm a monster, if I'm not human. Yeah. And I feel like in his head, he's like, you know, I kind of understand how you keep almost dying. Yeah. <laughs> what, which makes sense because, like, she's just not caring that there's a monster next to her. And so she ends up being like, how old are you? He's He says he's 17. He's, She's like, how long have you been 17? He's like, a while. So you're right. He, he's been line. old. Yeah. <laughs> also, I was really surprised that this happened there because I feel like just existing in the same timeline as Twilight, I've seen that little clip where it takes place like in the little forest yeah that's what i thought so i was a little taken aback that this happened here so i'm wondering if this port angeles trip even happens in the movie i hope it does i hope it does too but yeah she's like how can you be out in the daytime he says it's a myth burned by the sun myth sleeping in Mm -hmm. coffins myth so we're all knowing all this new vampire lore that stephanie meyer made up Mm -hmm. also did she really think that he slept in a coffin yeah right so yeah then um they like talk about how jacob basically was like they're not allowed on the property um Mm -hmm. vampires are dangerous blah 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 which does because obviously jacob knows that they're not allowed in that area but does he know specifically that no i mean sorry edward knows that they're not allowed in that area because of this treaty or or whatever but does he know that specifically like who jacob black is does he know that he's a werewolf like yeah. Is this going to make him a target? That makes me scared. Right? Yeah. That's what I That's what I was like, why cause. is she telling him all these things? Because Jacob literally was like, yeah. oh, I broke a tree. Especially if it is it. true. Yeah. Then we go on and he says that he's dangerous, blah, blah, blah. And um, she's like, ask why he hunts animals instead of people. And he says he doesn't want to be a monster. So we know that he's um, beef stroganoff for sure. He's for sure the beef stroganoff type of vampire. Uh the beef boy yeah flavor of vampire um even though he says i do like that they call themselves vegetarians right that's funny <laughs> but yeah and he was like saying that it's very difficult for him to like not want to eat her like he kept on saying like mm-hmm. she was like the first day of class like you did this blah 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 and he's like it's very difficult for me right now to not want to yeah. eat her how is she not scared which is yeah which is crazy because he's like clearly vibing with her on like a romantic level but he's also like i literally want to eat you yeah which what i want to suck at all your blood and kill you but also like do you want to hang out want to hang out later see you see at lunch but yeah so then he it's just become a pattern in these chapters that she's the quirky girl who falls a lot and so he's like your hands are like all bloody whatever and then she's like, she keeps asking him all these questions about like him being a vampire, which I feel like you're able to get a lot of the gist from, from like yeah. the other things he was saying. He does reveal that although he doesn't, he's not burned by the sunlight, he can't go out in it. Yeah. Which I know why, because of pop culture. So. For the sake of the pod, I don't know why. I don't know why. Don't know why. But yeah, so he, he keeps telling her that it's wrong, which is just a pattern that we see, even though he keeps doing all these things. And then she starts crying. And he says, oh, are wait. you crying? So she, wait, 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 sorry. I'm going back a little bit. Oh, okay. First. Um, so she asks about the, he's like, you can't go in the sunlight. Why? She's like, you should have called me. He's like, I knew you were safe. She's like, I didn't know where you were. And he's like, genuinely, huh? Why do you care? <laughs> right? But yeah, so she ends up 
crying. Mm-hmm. And then he's all rude about it. Are you crying? <laughs> right? He's like, are you crying? He said appalled. He was like, what were you thinking tonight before you were almost assaulted? She was mm-hmm. like, oh, I was trying to think about how to incapacitate an attacker. He's like, you're going to fight them? You weren't going to think about running? And she's like, I fall. And I'm like, girl. <laughs> That's the least of your worries. <laughs> yeah. Like, run anyway. <laughs> right? Just yeah. run. Someone will get you. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so then they finally get to her house. And um, she's like, well, I see you tomorrow. And he says yes, but only because he is a paper due. Huh? But also, like, very humanizing. Like, yeah, he's a vampire. But he's a kid, too. He's <laughs> also in high school. He's a kid. We gotta give him that. He's in high school. And he's like, I'll save you a seat at lunch. And she's like, it's silly because we went through so much tonight. This is where he, like, offers her his jacket because he's like, you'll get cold and you'll get sick because you're clumsy and quirky. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I... Even your immune system's clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> Every party is clumsy. You clumsy girl. Even your lymphatic system. Isn't that, isn't that quirky of you? I get sick. <laughs> I'm just sick all the time. Just all the time. That's so quirky of me getting sick all the time. Isn't that crazy? Take care of me. Heal me. But then, so he like offers her the jacket. And she's like, I take one last whiff. And then she's like, this is where it all starts where she's like, oh yeah, I'm not telling Charlie. And so she's like, yeah. you'll have this jacket. I'm not going to try and tell Charlie about these things. He's like, will you promise me something, Bella? And she's like, yes. And he's like, don't go in the woods by yourself. And I'm like, that in itself would make me not want to go to the woods by myself. Because how would he know? Yeah. Like, does he does he say this because he knows that she went into the woods when she did? Yeah, was he stalking her? Or is he just her? saying this? Is this just a real coincidence? Because it feels like there's no coincidences in this book. Right? Plot holes in this book, never. Never. This is Twilight. Stephanie Meyer's tighter than the MCU. Right? But he does, she says, why? And he says, I'm not the most, da- I'm not always the most dangerous thing out there. Let's leave it at that. Which could be, again, a reference to the fact that there are going to be evil vampires yeah, introduced into the plot. Yeah, that's what I was, I was like, that has to be. Because he's, he knows that she's interacted with, I'm assuming who he knows to be werewolves. Yeah. And has done so safely. And has exhibited that they're not going to hurt her just because. Yeah. And they're also probably not just, like, hunting through the woods. Because they don't need to eat humans. Or just, they can, I feel like, I feel like Jacob can eat real food. Yeah. I feel like he does later on in the book. Yeah, he does in, like, the next oh, wait. chapter. No, I think he says, we just ate. Maybe he can't eat real food. But yeah, so then, before she, like, leaves, he mm-hmm. goes, like, Bella. And then leads towards her. Just puts his face in her face. And says, sleep well. And it says, his breath blew in my face. Mm-hmm. Is that really stunning? His breath probably smells she like... She does say that his scent is intoxicating. So, maybe so he must brush his teeth. He must brush his teeth. Or he has some weird, like, hormonal thing that makes his breath always smell good. Maybe he has vampire toothpaste. Vampire toothpaste. Vampire toothpaste. Patent pending. Like vampire Weekend's, like, rejected name. Vampire toothpaste. Aw. Poor Vampire Weekend. But yeah, so she's all dazed. She goes back into her house and she's like stumbling to the front door and he's like giggling mm-hmm. at her. And Charlie's like, you're home early. And she's like, huh? Because she doesn't know what time is because she doesn't have a phone or a clock or anything. She wasn't prepared. it's the middle ages. <laughs> the middle ages there. Where they had dial yeah. up, RIP. Yeah, I guess this is before it was common to own a cell phone. Like, yeah. As a teenager. Yeah. Or else she would have been safer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she could have just... Angela and Jessica could have texted her and been like, hey, where are you? Yeah, literally. 
That's all they needed. Instead to of just eating dinner without her and not even trying to check on her. I'm right? sorry. I'm still upset about that. I'm upset about that. But, um, <laughs> I liked the him asking how it was and I said my head was spinning as I tried to remember all the way back to the girls' night out I had planned. Which was literally was like an hour ago. Like, an hour ago. <laughs> but then, yeah, she talks to Charlie for a bit. So she's like, oh, I'm going to call Jessica. And he's all like, well, give her time to get home. And I'm like, yeah. you're right, Charlie. You're right. Honestly, good point, Charlie. Yeah, but then she gets on the phone. she doesn't have a cell phone. Yeah. She has a landline. But yeah, so she calls Jessica and she's like, I left my jacket in your car. And then she's no, like, Jessica tell me. No, Jessica calls every- her. Oh, Jessica calls her? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. she had a this feeling. the phone rang suddenly because Jessica has been home. She has a premonition. Well, they honestly probably didn't get home that much earlier if it really did take them 20 minutes to drive back. Yeah, they talk on the phone. She's like, give me my jacket. Jessica's like, you got to tell me everything. And I feel like I would be the same way being like, tell me everything. But yet this is still Bella's hiding Edward from her dad still. Mm -hmm. But when she's like, I'm tomorrow in Trig, okay. And then Jessica goes, oh, is your dad there? And she goes, yes, that's right. Um, It reminded me of any time in Criminal Minds when they have to take a phone call in front of a suspect and pretend that they're talking to someone else on the phone or like they're talking about something else on the phone. Because it'll be like one of the other agents on the phone and they're like, is he in the room with you? And she'll be like... Yep, honey, I'll be home tomorrow. Yeah, no. yeah. Never seen that. So I have to watch Criminal Minds and you have to watch Mega Mind. It's the brain time. <laughs> but yeah, so she realizes that she's freezing. She takes a shower and then she like goes to sleep. And she, at this point, she's like, three things are positive. First, Edward is a vampire. Second, there was a part of him mm-hmm. that thirsted for her blood. And then third, she's in love with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Yeah. It's also really fitting that this song, that this line is like a TikTok sound right now. Right. <laughs> I was unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him. Mm. My, I wrote two notes for this chapter. One was that I wasn't expecting them to have the vampire conversation in his car. And number two was, there we go, at that yeah. line. Well, see, right. I feel like because of the movie, like, I... I, like, just imagine it all, like, the whole, like, you have sparkly skin and you're a vampire. Mm-hmm. I see that in the yeah. woods because that's what happened. Like, it happened in the book, the sparkly skin thing, apparently. We're not there yeah. yet. But in, the- in well, we theory. We don't actually know that yet, but we, we do Well, imagine know that. in the books. Like, what if in the books he doesn't have, like, he just turns invisible or something? We don't know. Oh we don't know. God. That'd be crazy. Yeah, maybe we're maybe wrong. We were wrong. Yeah, you imagine it being in the woods because that's what it was all about which i kind of thought that this was all going to take place on their little day like day where they're going to hang out you know yeah but nope apparently not all right we should probably wrap this up (laughs) hey everyone word of advice out there if you're talking to someone who you know is a vampire that is feuding with your cousin's tribe maybe don't mention your cousin's name because that might be your boyfriend someday and you don't want to throw him in front throw him under in front of the bus? Under the bus, um, in front um, of uh, your your current paramour. Because then your cousin lover might get vampired. Thanks for listening to this episode of Twice We Light. Our next episode will be out in two weeks, and we will be reading chapters 10 through 12 of Twilight. Until then, you can follow us on Instagram at Pod or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content. If you liked this podcast, feel free to subscribe on whatever platform you use. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. It's Robert Pattinson as Cedric Diggory, because I do want to remind everyone that when he's not caked in pasty makeup trying to look like a vampire... Robert Pattinson has lovely rosy cheeks, but Cedric Diggory, hot. What a man. What a man. 
R.I.P. My boy! <laughs>